up, everybody. Welcome to the Moses. I am his wife. I'm his wife, Deidre, but I sound like his number one. <laughs> and we sound like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. <laughs> Ain't got no purpose. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings, y'all. Pray for your girl. I'm uh, getting over a cold, and I'm hoarse with singing as well, so. Um, you have no sons. You're absolutely right. How are you, sir? How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been exactly one week since I celebrated my birthday, and I'm still celebrating. Okay? Okay. Happy birthday to me. You said, mm-hmm. What that mean? Do you agree? Okay. Thank you. What are we talking about tonight? Choose your words wisely. Didn't you tell me not to speak negative words? I said you don't say um. You did what you said. I didn't say um. Yeah. I didn't. You. I, I didn't say it, and you. You better not say it. Said it there. All right. Uh, Aiken. What happened? Greetings, everybody. Hey, all y'all good folks. How y'all doing? We oh. are well. I want to talk about. Happy Labor Day. I want to talk about something that um we were talking about in our strategic meeting the other day. And one of the things that crossed my mind to talk about is something called embracing individuality in your marriage without becoming isolated in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you tell me what your thoughts are when I say that statement. I don't know. What? <laughs> go go out go out the studio. And come back in? What? You want me to come back in? I don't know. You Get said yourself. embracing individuality. Say the rest of it. Embracing mm -hmm. individuality in your marriage mm -hmm. without becoming isolated in your marriage. So right. most people so, most people try to hold on to, to their individuality because they feel like it's important. They talk about privacy. You know, you, you need your privacy for yourself. Uh -huh. You know, your spouse should, should respect that and all that. And, you know, at some point in time, we felt like, well, I wouldn't say we. I probably felt like that. And I don't feel like that no more as far as the privacy thing. Um, mm. Me and Dita have been together too long for the privacy thing to actually happen. So, yeah. Anywhere where is vulnerability we welcome each other into the space. So yeah, right. if I'm on the toilet, she will open the door. Well, sometimes you call me in there. I do. And then you be trying to hold your breath. Right. And then I'll be trying to ask you questions, and then you shut the door, try to catch your breath, and then come back. Whereas you, you don't even close the door. You and just, sometimes you don't. 
I think, but Sometimes most of the time, don't. what I would say is, uh-huh. babe, you might want to shut that door. To me, while I'm in there? Yeah. Sometimes I do. And now, I do. if you're not in there, I shut the big door, but not the uh, commode door. I just pull it shut. But every time you go in there, you leave the door open. Sometimes you'll go in there and you'll, I'll be at the sink. You being petty? Are oh, you there. being petty? I'm not. I'm being exact. You'll go in there and you'll say, I just want to share some some, some 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 of myself with you. Yeah. And then I close the door. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll leave it open. But sometimes what you most of all the time what you say is, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know I had to do number yeah. two. That what you say. So you uncovering me? And I'm thinking, how you sit on the toilet and don't know that you got to do number two? I don't understand. Because I started. Out I with can the get. Intention. I can get every nine this. It's every time. She like ten for ten. <laughs> if if I had to count, it's been more than ten times. But if I tell, had to count, tell, it's ten for ten. Tell the people about preserving your individuality without embracing, em- isolating yourself, embracing or something. So, um, it's very important to have, to build your individual self so that you can be healthy to build the marital, the marital part of your relationship with your spouse. And a lot of people try to build the married part, but they don't. Build their individuality. Now, individuality does not mean that you're separate. Separate. And that's where a lot of people find themselves being isolated. So if, for example, if when I move, I let Deidre know as far as if, if I'm planning on doing research or I'm planning on making a career move or career upgrade or whatever the case is, she knows I give her insight. She can support, even if she don't know all the ins and outs. What I don't do is just do it and then come to her and say, hey, this is where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she got to ask all the questions then. A lot of people, and, and some people feel like they have a legit reason to do it because they will make the moves, do what they got to do, shift two, three, four times, and then they'll come back and tell their spouses, yeah, I don't do that no more. I'm over here doing this. And this, you know, wife or husband don't even know, didn't even know that you shifted, mm-hmm. changed jobs, moved mm-hmm. up, whatever the case is. Right. Um, so that's kind of, it's kind of tough to do. It's kind of tough to understand. Now I ain't going to say it's tough to do. It's tough to understand um, why it's important for you to share stuff like that. While you building and moving yourself in that direction, it's, it's very important to share it with your spouse. If you don't share it with nobody else, it needs to be with your spouse. Right. So they can support you. Right. So, but what can happen is if if I decide that I'm going, or my company decide that they're going to elevate me, shift me, um, transfer me, do all these things, and I don't share it with Deidre, and then I come home, now I'm in a whole different tier of people, corporate, all this other stuff. And then now I come home trying to have conversation 
or letting her know that things changed and she never knew. So now I feel like it, it can easily make you feel, she can feel like that she's not a part of that. And that's the isolation part that you don't want to um, create. You don't want to create a place to where, because uh, I know a lot of men do this. They 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 will move, and when they grinding, and when it's hot, and they just go ahead and move and do it, and I'll inform you later type thing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you can shift too many times to where your spouse feel like they're being left out. And that's the part, the isolation. You don't want to isolate your spouse in the relationship and the the healthy way to shift is to shift, but keep your spouse informed. Did that make sense? Yes. All right. Absolutely. I think we, we, but we move how we move. And before you would even accept a new position or a new opportunity, or when something is being said first to you, you bring it to me anyway. Yeah. And, we talk about the pros of it or the cons of it. Uh, ultimately, I do leave. I follow your lead. Yeah, but I let you we, know when the shift about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's the same way. Yeah, I'll bring something to you and I'll be like, babe, look, this is, has been presented. What are your thoughts about it? This is how I feel about it. I don't want no parts of it. Or I think it'll be a good, you know, jump or leap or whatever and you give me your thoughts on it and we come to a decision together as with with everything because I don't I know I think I I think we've seen it before in a couple marriages where the the person may make like a major life decision and then tell their spouse about it after they've done it yeah, and then the reason they and, say it is, I'm trying to move us up. I'm trying to get us to a place, and you just ain't trying to. You're trying to hold me down. Matter of fact, I remember, I think I told you something similar to that at one time, didn't I? You said I was trying to sabotage you. I think that was the word. Did I say yeah. that's strong? I don't, yeah, you I don't said you, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to, it's like you're trying to sabotage me. Oh, okay. You remember? I, don't I do. Need, hey. We was in the apartment. And when, when, what, what, what was the situation? Um, there was something that I asked you not to do. Uh, you were moving in some things, and there was a specific part of it that included a person. Uh, and and, and I, I just, all I did was ask you not to do that. Or wait until I could accompany you to make said move or yeah. decision. And you did the exact opposite. I moved on it. And I, y'all was about to see Mr. Mobley with a, a knife in the side of his neck. Because you blatantly went against what I asked you not to do. And I, I feel like I had a reasonable request. A reasonable, that was a reasonable request of what being, of that the situation was what it was. Because I feel like on the flip side, I would have honored your request when it came to that about making that decision to do, to, to make that, you know, to, to make that choice about that thing. Make that decision. 
you remember what the decision was? I absolutely remember. I'm not about to say it on here because then it'll come to calling names and we don't do that. Well, I... But so, that was, what it was, so let me ask you this. Was it with Family Life Builders? No, this was something else. Okay. So the one but I there remember, was I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I'm talking about later. I think... I know exactly what you're talking about with... The thing with, with Family with Life FLB, Builders. Yeah, when... Oh, now nah, I'll tell that. So when I was shift, when we were shifting and, right. and the momentum right. we started getting traction, right? On and this is the the family life builders part is the part of um it was a nonprofit the that non-profit. we were forming, yeah. So and we, this was a major decision. We was working in schools and we were um networking, getting, yeah, doing um, mentorship so, and resources all that kind of and stuff. all that stuff. So uh-huh. some stuff started moving, traction was happening, a couple of things happened to where I was gonna be able to get some um. Some some platforms to be able to do some of the stuff of, of that that I had a vision to do, mm-hmm. and I had to, I had it to, was you and, and your partner. Yeah, so yeah. I had to put together meetings. So he had meetings he was taking care of. I had meetings I was taking care of, and we had a couple of people that volunteered, and I had one person come with me. He had one person go with him, and I think what happened was they missed them. No, they didn't. <laughs> They didn't clarify to Sally. So Sally must have. Well, we. I didn't even know that I Sally didn't. helped them. Yeah. So first I, and foremost, I, I didn't. I didn't okay. clarify. But when we sent that, we sent everything out. I sent. You know, had to send follow up emails and everything. So it was like five, six different emails to send to different five to six different people. And I said, could if you can, can you do a follow up with this? Make sure they understand clearly. Kind of record what we did in the meeting and then send it back out. So she did an excellent job doing that, but then she put her signature as my executive assistant. Executive administrator. And administrative assistant. She, now this was it. a this was a nonprofit that we were forming. Uh and decisions were made by me and Johnny and our partners. It was another, it was a husband and a husband and a wife, some friends arrived. We all made decisions when it came to administrative support when it came to to who was on the team and all that that was you know these are major things that were happening and imagine just imagine how me and and the 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 partner's wife felt when we see this correspondence come through with some lady that we don't even know and she signed up under her name that she's the executive administrative assistant which that was me and they got y'all got the whole entire business, the so, whole business. So at that time, so in in our life, I've had stuff, I've had vision, and then I've had moments in the vision that stuff begin to accelerate. So I've always tried to capitalize on that. Now me wanting to capitalize on it then. And then my wife being prepared for the capitalization and the acceleration, we wouldn't we weren't always on the same page. So I think with this particular time, I saw the opportunity, I took it, I grabbed who I needed to, we got everything done. I wanted to look professional. Um, I didn't tell the, the young lady to do that, the title, whatever. I didn't tell her no title. But I just actually do a follow up, you know, whatever the case is. And well, I was never even asked to do a email. 
Well, you wasn't even at the meeting. Yeah, it was at the school. I was working. Yeah, but the meeting was actually at a offsite. It was at um the little coffee shop in the mall uh-huh. where we used to have all our stuff at. Uh-huh. So we actually had the meetings there. Clint, and there again. He was on one side. I was on the other side. There again. taking care of stuff. But that was all in the, the foundation <laughs> of building it. Now, Miss Mobley uh-huh. and our other friend, uh-huh. she, they were not happy about At all. that. Um, they did voice their opinion. And I, I do believe I said, you know, I don't know how my boy handled it, but I do believe I said, I was I was I was feeling some kind of way because I was like I I really felt it was a push that you know God opened a door for us to do some stuff and you know and I I was like I guess I can't move on nothing if you ain't ready then God said here it is and you ain't ready then I no no and that but, situation... that, but that that's how I felt at the time right because that com- that request was never made to me that's what I'm saying to you. No. So it wasn't like you asked me and I dragged my feet on it and then you got somebody else to it, do it. it. It happened quickly. Yeah. Quickly and it was out of order how it was done. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, baby. Any, any... Because if, if there was a gentleman that I asked to send something out because I was trying to move quickly and then get the opportunity to ask you about it and he sent the correspondence and put his name on the bottom... And right up under his name, he put COO or president or co-founder. What was my lovely husband going to say to me? Well, here, here's the thing. Oh, okay. What I should have did was clarify what what the young lady's title was. She didn't I, have I, one. I believe that she was volunteering. So I believe that when we actually did it, um, she just kind of pulled that because. Because y'all didn't clarify. It. Yeah. And she kind of. So it was y'all fault. So in my in my mind, I was thinking that we could just clarify that in the title, but it went so much further than that that everything stopped. So we wasn't able to to capitalize on the moments that we had. And that's what happened when you make decisions in a marriage, individual decisions, without you know, it, it's all right to be you know have your individuality in a relationship, but when you're dealing things, especially with business. You have to think about how you are handling business, so you because in that moment I felt alienated. Yeah, I did. I you really felt did. isolated. Well, I'm and sorry. I, yeah, and I, and isolated. I, I understand now. Then I didn't understand. I literally was thinking about this exact title. I literally was thinking about. I'm doing this for us, trying to move us forward. You, you, and, and I think that was one are, of your you are rebuttals when yeah, we talked. You are. We just put a stop to everything. So the timelines and everything that I got to actually get this stuff to move has to stop now because I have to work on my marriage. Now, that could have went completely opposite. And that's how it usually happens. So it could have literally went, you know, feel how you want to feel. I'm going to move us forward. And then once this thing grow, then you're going to want to be all over it type thing. But in that moment, I had to choose what what I needed to do. So I chose my marriage. So now y'all probably looking at me and thinking that do you regret it? Could it could it have been bigger? And I I don't regret the decision that I made because it made me and my wife stronger. 
Um, could it have been bigger? It probably could have. But if it would have been bigger without her, then it wouldn't have been worth it. And it was never going to be bigger without me. Because I am you. So ghetto. I'm not. There is. I am not ghetto. She is so ghetto. How am I ghetto? Just ghetto. That's all. How am I ghetto? In, anyway. Tell me. Moving on. So, like like most of the time when we get y'all stuff, it's it probably is something that we don't been through or whatever. And I just remember that. You got to tell me what the other thing was. I am. I don't remember. I am. I will. So, you want to read some of the, the article? I do. Um, it's It actually talks about that it's encouraged for people, for couples to actually maintain their individual individuality um, and respect the individuality of their partner when being in a marriage. Um, it, it says it strengthens it, strengthens it. And I believe that because... And, and personal development. As yeah, well. Go ahead. I, I, I believe it strengthens the relationship because... Yeah. You're, you become more whole and it's healthy, and then your spouse allows you that room to grow um, as an individual. Never, but this is the thing, never leaving behind the, the, the marriage. Right. The, the, the ideal for this is to strengthen yourself as an individual <clears throat> to make your marriage better and stronger. Absolutely. It, it, it benefits that. It's, let me share this. It says a relationship thrives when two strong individuals bring their distinctive and varied qualities to the partnership. And so that's not being um, jealous of or, you know, critical of, you know, one another in that aspect. It's about, uh, like they said, you bring your your different qualities and to the relationship to to make a, a powerful union. Um to live out the purpose of your marriage. And, you know, I appreciate the qualities, the strong qualities that my husband embodies. I, I, and I think for, I think um, even earlier on, even though some things you were misguided in um, and you had to mature in, you always had a strong sense of, assurity when you did something if that makes sense mm. you know sometimes it was it may not have been you know spot on because you were still trying to figure out who you were but you still found a way to show strength um, even when you were maybe unsure about something if that makes sense um, it they the the it also goes on to talking about in this article um we're on psychalive.org is the the site that we're using some of this information from and this this is it and literally talks about this is psychology for daily for daily use right for everyday use right um it actually says to be a, a even a even better person in life as well as in your uh, partner in your relationship is critical that you do try to remain, have a strong sense of your independence and a well-developed point of view. Uh, it says, with this ongoing goal, you can continue to cultivate and strengthen your unique, unique, unique traits, as well as behavior that reflects your interests and ideas. Um, in your relationship, you need to be careful that you're not looking for someone to complete your incompleteness or to define or affirm you. Yeah. And that is absolutely amazing. Because, and it's truth is truth.com. 
because early on in our relationship, I think a lot of times I looked to you to affirm me. There were parts that I was incomplete, that that was incomplete within me. And I think that was the time when I was like, had you way up here mm. and not realizing that I needed to look to the Lord to complete me. And then we, you know, we joined together. But again, we started out young. Yeah. And so we did what we knew how to do. We did. We got on the job training. Right. Literally. So it is important for you to have have your opinions. And I, I have opinions. And sometimes they don't always, you know, mo- the majority, 99.9% of the time, because we are so much in sync, they do line up. But sometimes I, you know, and it's my favorite thing to say to Johnny, when he comes and we'll talk about something, I'll say, what I say, baby? Mm-hmm. What I say? What you say? If you I love me? Always. If, if, if you bring up something or if we're talking about something, and you may have an opinion or an idea about it, and I may you have say, something else to add to it. What do I always say to you? You say, baby, consider this. Well, you consider this. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are times when he may not have considered what I give him, and there are times when I may see something one way or have this idea about something, and you may chime in and say, well, baby, think about it like this. Try to, you know, try to expand your thinking and think about it like this. Because sometimes I am firm on what I believe and what I what I see it as. And he'll come in and he'll say, but babe, look look at it. You know, maybe try to look at it, add this to it. Or, you know, expand your view to maybe think about it from this aspect. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I welcome that. But that's the point of us having our individuality to bring to the table for what he may not have seen. Why, you know, why you were working through whatever you were working through. Yeah or dealing with whatever you were dealing with, and you'll call me, because we're like sounding boards for one another. You'll call, I'll say, well, babe, listen to this. What, what, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that? And I welcome a different um, viewpoint. Yeah. A different, yeah, uh, opinion, or, or at, uh, at posture or aspect. Uh, okay, go ahead. All right, so the next, the next thing, um, it says, to be adult. So, oh, say that again. Be adult. One more time. Be adult. Be adult. Mature. Grow. Yeah, it's common for people to complain of their partner being immature and refusing to grow up. So this is one of the things, like kind of what we were just talking about with one of the issues that arrived, came up back in the day. Um, I didn't never feel like she was... She was immature refusing to grow up i just felt like she didn't see she didn't see what i saw but at the time she didn't care about what i saw she just wanted me to hear what she saw and then she saw something different so it could have went completely and terribly wrong if i were to decide to just move forward without her blessing so Mm -hmm. being adult is not just a question of emotionally mature behavior. Being truly adult also involves recognizing your early childhood trauma and losses. That's good. Taking steps to resolve them and understand how they help shape your current behavior. Yep. So what let, and what is that in a nutshell? So let me explain to you. Most people look at most people trauma holds them hostage. 
in a place in their past. Mm-hmm. People who get help to understand, um, see what responsibility is theirs versus not theirs, mm-hmm. and get healed can literally grow out of their trauma, and that can be a characteristic that makes them stronger in another area of their mm-hmm. life. If you never get help, you just be you just always a victim. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, you don't mature because you are literally living from that six or seven year old boy that dealt with that trauma, and so yeah. that's where you still are. So physically, you've matured, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you've gone nowhere. Yep. And so you're 27, but you're acting like a seven year old child. When it comes to certain things. When it comes to certain things. Because that's you're acting, you're literally living in and out of uh, the, your trauma in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. I said it means actively identifying and challenging the defenses you formed as a child and correcting the negative attitudes or bias biases you acquired. So... That's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, again. So you create, you create, yeah, you create. So most people with their trauma, they build barriers, they compartmentalize it. But what happens is you find yourself acting different if somebody ever get close to that. Um, If you see residue of that, you respond to it out of that place, thinking that you responded to it. You respond to the present stuff out of your past. But it's not the past to you; it's the present. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, um, I think I said this before. It's kind of like having um, an animal that might have a broken bone. You know, they're strong in all the other areas, but if you try to touch, uh, do whatever to that broken, uh, injured part of their body, they protect it. So you can touch all this other stuff, you just can't go over here. That's what that's what kind of like trauma is. And then once somebody get closest closer to the trauma, then you respond out of immaturity, out of hurt, out of the past, and a lot of people don't don't recognize it because they feel like they they are addressing something in the present but don't realize Everything that they're saying is coming out of their past in that area. Mm-hmm. All right. It also goes on to share that to be free um, from, you know, all the things of, uh, because you have to be an adult and you do have to now open your mind, uh, be unoffended, but be open to, yeah, you know, letting somebody whether that's your counselor, your therapist, whatever that looks like, being open and undefend, un, what is it, undefended? Undefended and literally let your guard down to now try to, you know, deal with what has happened, deal with what went on during that time with whatever you were dealing with that was unhealthy, that was traumatic, that has pretty much stomp, stomped you right there or it blocked you in that area of your life from moving forward. Yeah. You have to now be willing to lay those barriers down so you can be, you know, somebody can get it across to you that 
that's not a healthy way to live. It, this is what whatever, you know, your, your parent leaving or your parent, you know, passing away or whatever that trauma was that happened at that point in time that's causing you to now block people out of your life because you're, you may be afraid that if they get close to you, then they'll die yeah. or they'll leave or whatever that looks like. And so it's, you have to be honest about where you are because the only way that you can get help with that particular thing is that you are honest and honesty requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to tell the truth, like legit say, yeah, this is, this is where it, it when it, when this particular thing happened and this is where it has kept me stuck and I'm now 27 years old and it happened when I was 17. This is, this is what it is like having to like lay it all down and say, yeah, yeah I'm, I, you know, it hurts. I may cry, may cuss about it, may whatever, but you, you have to lay it down and you have to open, be, be open to that, to that, um, exposure of yourself, of your heart, of your feelings, especially in a relationship when it comes to things that you may even want to guard your spouse from having to go through. But at the end of the day, if you don't, it's like you're trying to get it close may. to them and they won't let you. Yeah. And until that's dealt with in a healthy way, then it's not going to happen. And so I may be the one now feeling isolated from you because I didn't realize that when such and such passed away or when this particular thing happened to you, you won't open that part of and your then, life up yeah. to me. Right? And so... To keep that hidden, now I'm acting all kind of ways with you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like on the surface, surface. Why are you stuff. tripping, man? Yeah, it was only this, or it was only that, or you putting up a fight when in all actuality it's because you're trying to hide that part of you that's still hurting from way back when. Yeah, uh, it's it gives some uh, like a good uh, synopsis of it. It at the end of it, it says you 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 damage the trust and the closeness between you and your spouse when you do that and and refuse to even get help with it it says love requires truth because without truth you can't build and maintain the trust that's essential for an intimate relationship yeah. and that's and that's literally what it is because sometimes it it is hard to to share that truth especially if you as Johnny you know put in his book uh, the gps of a man's journey plug it shameless plug uh he shares about how in that he of course he's because he's talking about men how they compartmentalize things they may deal with something or go through something but because they don't you know don't know how to maybe afraid to or whatever they put it in that compartment up there and they close the door and, and put the lock on it and throw the key away and they don't want to visit that ever again and so they have all these compartments Compartments inside their mind or inside their heart, inside their body. And, you know, here comes the person that you finally meet that you do may maybe fall in love with. But there are certain parts that you're not willing to give her yeah. because you have. And sometimes and you correct me if I'm wrong, it's literally like you have hidden it away that sometimes you what subconsciously forget that it, it's even yeah. there. You, that's because you want to forget. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Let me tell you, we literally absolutely. saw this movie last night that. um this guy married this woman, and they moved forward. And then he had an ex fiance that, um, I think she he had was some. Dating yeah, early he, on in he was dating, college. He um, they was engaged to get married, and he actually left 
the day of the marriage. Yeah, at the the, the wedding, he didn't was, show up. Yeah, he didn't church. show up. He called her and just told her he didn't think it was a good idea for them to get married. Mm-hmm. He thought she needed some help because he saw some, some psychiatric, yeah, mm-hmm. some psychiatric stuff that was going on with her, whatever the case is. Well, um, it came to a point where because she put him so far up on a pedestal that when he did that, she felt broken. So she pulled a, a, a gun on him and was going to kill him and said, if I can't have you, then nobody yeah, else. Was on top of the roof. And they wound up fighting for the gun or whatever. And somehow, um, I think it was a parking garage, but somehow uh-huh. he, he wound up, she wound up falling um, one of the stories on the parking garage. So he was having nightmares of it in his new life. And a girl went and got her a whole refacial. She had to get reconstructed yeah. surgery. So when she came back, fall. she didn't look. But she tracked him down. Um, and she was pregnant. Up, made up this but whole thing. But he didn't thing. know it. She yeah. lost the baby. Made up this whole thing about she was a doctor, she was a psychiatrist, all this other stuff. Tracked that joker down and wound up getting... So he didn't she even recognize the wife first, She befriended remember? the wife first. Tried mm-hmm. to get both of them to come to the counseling. I think he he was a OBGYN. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she actually showed up there. But the whole thing was he never told his wife. Like, he was having, like, nightmares. Some nightmares about it. And he, he would never wake up, told and the wife. wife kept saying, who is Tara? And he would say stuff like, Tara is the chick that, you know. A crazy client or something lost, like that or whatever. Yeah, right? almost lost, oh, no, yeah, almost yeah, lost her mm-hmm. life for having a, ha- having by a having baby. A baby. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know if it was, you know, it's trauma that come with the job. You know, he was saying stuff like that. Well, old girl turned their whole life upside down. Because she, yeah. But my whole reason of saying that is. That was a, a past life that he did not share with his wife. Yeah, and it came back. And then it came back. And if the wife would have knew about it, she would have knew how to respond to it. But the whole fact that he just never said nothing. Right, that he was engaged. That, that was my past life. Yeah. You don't need to know nothing about that. And, you know, a lot of marriages... Husband and wives, that's what they do. They they say stuff like, you know, that was my past. You don't really need to know nothing about that. And most of the time, that's okay. The part when it's not okay, when you know you done bury a, a, a booger down there and you know it's going to grow up and turn into something different, and it, it's a possibility that it might show up. You said he buried a booger? A booger. Oh. Okay. A booger bear. And you know it's a possibility that it might show up. You share that. Because if you don't, then that means when it pops back up into your life, you knew about it, but your spouse didn't know about it. Neglected, negated. Yeah. Whatever that word is right there to tell, to divulge that information to them. Um, How do you support your your partner's individuality? Yeah. They say respect your partner's. By encouraging your partner unique interests and personal goals, independent of your own. So one of the things me and Deidre do, we know we are a lot alike because we've been together for so long. But we still have different ways how we do things. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that I do, my wife now does. Some of the stuff that my wife do, I now do. And it just kind of interchanges. We don't see it as... 
you know, I do something better than her or she do something better. Cause we take our strength and we use it for our, for our good. So, but if she has a way that works better, not even if it don't work better now, but it work better later, then I'll use it and vice versa. We on the same team. And that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people get, that's where a lot of people kind of get tied up at is when, you know, she's doing something, she's thriving, the iron is hot over here, she's hitting home run after home run, and you trying, and nothing ain't really hitting, and now you getting jealous of your spouse because they hitting home run after home. If my wife succeeds, I succeed. If I succeed, my wife succeed. Absolutely. I've told y'all before. I I broke the door down to writing a book. She came through, stood on my shoulder, wrote three of them. I mean, I'm I'm not jealous. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. But here's what the part. If I never did my book, she probably would have never did hers. That's the whole thing. So we encourage each other. Yeah. We are each other's biggest cheerleaders, mm-hmm. support. So you can't be jealous. We get. Sometimes I'm on and I'm hitting. And then sometimes I'm not. Sometimes she on, she hitting. Sometimes she not. So that's part you can't be jealous of your spouse. Yeah. But we in 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 all of that, we value each other's similarities as well as each other's differences yeah and we res- respected um both both of them we respected in one another and we emotionally support one another yeah we physically all those things emotionally spiritually we just support each other because the one thing that we always tell other couples and that we always re- remember ourselves is that we are on the same team so when I win, when I win, we win. When he wins, we win. Yeah. Same thing. We on the same team. And so when you understand your partner in, you know, in in every in in every possible um, aspect, and that comes from relating. It's a relationship. It comes from relating. It comes from making wrong decisions and apologizing and and extending grace and asking and forgiveness and forgiving and all those things that happen. And that strengthens us not only individually, but as a unit. Yeah. 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 So the last part, um, we talked about the encouraging your partner, unique interests and personal goals, independent of them, be sensitive to your partner's wants, desires and feelings and place as much value. Yeah, places as much value. Your own. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the support part. That's the not being jealous part. Yeah. This type of interest, this type of interest in and feelings for your partners is altruistic and goes beyond any self selfish or self serving concern you may have. Yeah, and I explained that that next one a minute ago when I said yeah. about having empathy and all that stuff. Uh, for your with and compassion for your partner, and like Johnny says, when you show sincere interest, sincere feeling, and mean it, and not just do it as something to do, it does create a deeper deeper bond, and that's showing 
selfless. And a lot of people, let me say this last thing, and then we got to wrap it. But, and you make your final remarks, but when you, a lot of people think that when we say, well, marriage is for, is can't, you can't be selfish and be a selfish per- selfish person and be in a, in a marriage. We're not talking about with just, a lot of people, the one thing at the top of their mind when we say that is they think we're talking about money. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Tangible stuff. But it's so far beyond that. We're talking about uh, we're talking about love. We're talking about feelings. We're talking about actually the acts of doing things. Um, and like I said, not just, oh, I wasn't selfish because I bought her a car. Oh, I wasn't selfish because I gave her money. Oh, I wasn't selfish because I bought myself a pair of shoes and I bought herself. No, it's about thinking about me before you. You think about me before you yeah. even make a decision. When you're contemplating a decision, thank you, you think about me before you even... Now, some of that I'll, was some extra now. Sh- go ahead, finish your thought. You you literally put me before yourself when you're thinking about life decisions and different things. You you And you said it before, you're like, what? How is this going to affect my wife? Yeah, that's that's being selfless. That ain't got nothing to do with a piece of money or a vehicle, a piece of clothing, a shoe, or anything. But it's just the genuineness of thinking about and and the 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 well being of your spouse even before yourself. Yeah. That's the the most selfless thing that you could could ever do. So don't think about if somebody says, "Well, you're selfish." Well, no, I'm not, because I do this, and I pay the bills. and I, No, 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 no. As the, I want y'all to understand it. And that's so deep for me, because it truly is not about what you say to me. It's about the, how you move. That's what it is for me. And Johnny knows it. Like I tell him all the time, you can buy me, and I know you would give me anything that I ask for in the world at the drop of a dime if you could, but I want your heart. I want emotions. I want feelings. I want intimacy. I want connection. I want relationship. That above all. And when he gets selfish with any of that, he be like, I be nice. And I go to him and I say, Lies. I miss you. Okay. It's time Lies. to wrap it up. She lying. All that positive and beautiful nuggets and then you go lie. That's right. Because sometimes I'll be a forceful. Be like, all right, I miss you. Yeah. And when she says, I make decisions, always thinking about how it would affect her. That's not her being controlling. No. That's me and her being in a marriage. Absolutely. In a she does the exact same thing that I do. Yeah. So it's no controlling. I very much wear the pants in my home. And got big pants. Man, end this episode and come on here, let's go. Because you always got to turn to sideways. I got big pants. Sideways. They ain't as big as they used to be. Because you lost you, weight. You know what I mean. You know what I Johnny, mean. Johnny, this is a PG podcast. I said you know what I mean. Ain't right. nobody else know. They do. Could you end the <laughs> And that dang old James has always got a, a, a remark. In the in the way of a physical, oh, he supports. He always, always he supports make, his big brother. Always got to make um, these movements, y'all, behind the scenes. But anyway, for all things Mobley, go to www.momentswiththemobles.com. 
you know, all on, social media uh, platforms. Right. As moments, moments with, with the, the Moleys. Except for Twitter, X, or Xfinity, whatever it is. X, like. formerly known as Twitter. We're Mobley Moments. We're Mobley Moments. We're even on threads. Do me a favor, guys. Go to imarieats.com and purchase some of those seasonings. Please. She didn't ask. We are ambassadors for her. She didn't ask me to do this, but I'm doing it. Y'all don't even a, understand a plug, what y'all missing. Imari Eats. I-M-A-R-I-E-A-T-S dot com. She has salt, salt-free and salted blends, y'all. They are some of our favorites are high stakes, sweet heat, and all, all that. And I just re-upped on our all that, y'all. And it's I'm telling y'all, it's amazing. And so uh, And I, I don't I don't know what the salted tastes like. Because we but don't get the salted. We get the unsalted, but I, I promise you, I can't tell the difference. And it's the really flavor, nice. the flavor is is rich. Yeah, it's it really it's is. It's rich. We ain't just saying it just to say it. Imarieats.com. Nah, the truth. Use um, Mobstar, M-O-B-S-T-A-R, to get 10% off your purchase. Go and do that and let us know how y'all like it. Yeah, go ahead and order it. You might not get it before Labor Day, the grill. but Right, that's you can, Monday. You, you ain't going to have it. But you can grill next weekend, the weekend after. Right, when you get it. But yeah. go on that website and get you some now and use our code. We appreciate y'all. We got to get out of here. This has been Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. And I'm his lovely wife, Deidre. And we will always be always something like a... and forever. So, we we something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. I ain't asked you to get in and none of that. And we're walking in it. We're running in it. I ain't asked you in to get Jesus in none of that. You just, you just mess Tell up me my whole... Me. You just mess up my whole me little thing me. I was trying to say. Tell me you love me. I mean, you all right. Tell me you love me. You all right. Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me, sexy. Sexier. I love you. Peace out, y'all. She's so silly. <laughs>